0: It's Life with Jerry Williams, the podcast. I'm Jerry Williams. Happy Easter. This is the uh, podcast that's going to get the closest to Easter. Easter coming up this Sunday. So on this episode of the podcast, I'm going to share some thoughts about Easter and also with all the bad news and the panic and the fear and the anxiety and the unknown surrounding this pandemic, the coronavirus, COVID-19, I'm going to share a little bit of good news that has come out of our involvement with coronavirus. All that is coming up on this episode. We've all heard the bad news about coronavirus, COVID-19. We've seen the reactions to it that are less than selfless. Some of the hoarding that's been going on and not to downplay the critical nature of this pandemic, it's a real thing. It's it's a real danger. You do need to be careful. You do need to practice social distancing. You do need to reduce your risk of exposure. You need to do what you can to keep yourself and your family safe. But that doesn't mean all the news has to be bad. Just in the past week or so, I've seen quite a few stories of some good news about the way people are reacting or, or working around this coronavirus and some of the restrictions that have been put in place because of it. And I thought I'd share a couple of those stories with you now. Marvin Neely is 81 years old, and he lives across the street from his daughter and his granddaughter. Well, the granddaughter, Kira, is six years old, and most days she would cross that street between their houses half dozen times or so to spend some time with her papa, but not lately, social distancing. So she came up with an idea. She and her papa now meet on opposite sides of that street, and they have a dance-off. Kara's mom shared a video of one of those dance off on her uh, Facebook page. It's gone viral. They're dancing to the, Jackson's Fives, the Jackson 5 song, ABC. And little Kara, man, can she bust a move. And Marvin, Marvin is doing his best to keep up. And when they're not doing these dance-offs, Marvin rests by sitting on a chair in his front yard watching Kira again across the street, well over the six-foot distance, just playing in the yard. And she'll wave and blow him kisses throughout the course of the day. Charlie Adams lives in the Nashville area. His mom is 80, and she lives in an assisted living facility in that same area. Well, Charlie normally takes his mom to lunch or dinner a couple times a week. But the facility where she lives, following recommendations from health officials, has instituted a no-visitor policy. Well, Charlie was on the phone with his mom recently, and she asked him to come take her out to eat because she was lonely. Mom, you know we can't do that right now. Oh, Charlie, I'm so lonesome. Well, Charlie's seen those videos and those photos and social media posts about how people are visiting family in those assisted living facilities and doing it through the window in their apartment, their ground floor apartment windows. But Charlie's mom lives on the third floor. However, Charlie works for a company that has bucket trucks. So he borrowed a bucket truck and a bucket truck driver and he paid his mom a visit. Charlie climbed into that bucket and raised it up to her third-floor window where they could see each other face-to-face and carry on a little conversation. Now Charlie's mom does not have to worry about being lonely. Somebody got a picture of that, posted it on social media. Charlie's mom is now the star of the assisted living facility, and she's getting phone calls from all over the place. She can barely put the phone down. She is no longer lonesome. Dr. Sarah Johnjua is a cardiologist from Massachusetts, and she was on assignment in Minnesota recently. On her way back to the hotel after finishing another long shift, she was feeling a little bit discouraged. She had seen the news stories about empty supermarket shelves and people hoarding toilet paper. That we would act so selfishly when so many others have so little, it was really starting to get to her. Oh, she was lost in thought and didn't realize she'd sped up to 85 miles an hour in a 70-mile-an-hour zone. But a Minnesota state trooper realized it, and he pulled her over. He took her driver's license back to his cruiser, and a few moments later, he was back at her window. I'm only going to give you a warning this time, Doc, he said. And then he went to hand her what the doctor thought was her driver's license. Well, she looked up to see that he was actually giving her 5 N95 masks. Turns out those masks were from his own personal supply that the state of Minnesota gives their state troopers for their own protection. Well, Dr. John Jua broke down and wept at that act of kindness and selflessness. And she later wrote that that trooper's action reminded her that it's not toilet paper and N95 masks that are going to save us. It's each other. jesus has risen three words that changed history three words that set the christian faith apart from every other system of religion and belief three words that signal the defeat of death sin and fear three words which have secured for us a place in eternal glory three words that are the source Of all our joy. Jesus has risen. And yet hidden in those three words is the implication of what was necessary to secure that joy, that victory, that glory. For before one can rise they must be laid low. All of what we celebrate, embrace, and live for because of those three words was purchased at a terrible price. Jesus knew the price he would have to pay long before that day when it came due. The cross was always part of the plan. From before creation, God knew what he was setting into motion. He knew that mankind would falter, come up short, sin, and require saving. A Savior. And so the plan has always been that Jesus would come to save us, to pay the debt that we owed him. That debt required the shedding of blood, but not just any blood. Only the blood of a spotless lamb, a perfect sacrifice, would be enough. The blood of Jesus was, is, our only hope. As that hour drew near, Jesus prayed. And he prayed that it might pass. He told his disciples in Gethsemane, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. And he prayed three times that there might yet be another way. Still, his final prayer was that the Father's will be done. There on the cross, as Jesus hung, beaten, bleeding, and dying, perfect justice and perfect mercy met in the ultimate expression of love. All that remained was one final demonstration of victory, the resurrection of Jesus, breaking free from the grave and death itself. He secured for us eternity. Hebrews tells us that Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we celebrate, we exult in, and we cling to those three words. Three words that hold the power to see us through the darkest of times, the fiercest of evils, and the deepest of sorrows. For that same joy which was set before Jesus now stands before us. It's ours to grasp as we exclaim those three words. Jesus has risen. That's it. We're done with another episode of Life with Jerry Williams. Well, almost done. Let me just remind you, ask you, plead with you, beg you to uh, subscribe to the podcast. If your podcast platform allows it give us a review a five-star rating that will help other people find the podcast as well coming up next week i'm going to be sharing some thoughts on a couple of things that really seem to be in short supply lately and i'm not talking about toilet paper and canned goods i'm talking about truth and kindness and i'll address that on the next episode of life with jerry williams happy easter (laughs)